Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. You dial in. And we'll talk about whatever you want. In the meantime, we'll talk about things interesting to us. We've got a couple of contradictory kind of stories tonight. Uh, one set of parents says, it's okay, leave them alone. The other set of parents says, crack down even harder. And, of course, we're talking about teenagers and nudity and the Internet. Because in today's world, uh, uh, being a teen, which, Mark, you and I don't understand, Julia has been out of the teenage years for uh, about half a decade now. So... Uh, we we haven't really been into uh, t- too deep into this texting, uh, sending pictures over the cell phone culture. I know that there are people that are in my generation that are really into it, but it seems like Generation Y, or for lack of a better term, what what's the next one? I mean, have they named Z. the next Z? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know the, the younger kids today, you, whenever you see them in public, they're always on. If they're with their parents, right? They're always on their handheld devices. Have you seen this? Whether it's uh, you know, but by handheld devices, do you mean MP3 players, uh, you know, Game Boys? It's all becoming the same. I mean, convergence okay. is essentially sending those handheld devices to all be the same thing. Uh, you can get devices that will make cell phone calls and can also play video games and can be a computer, so on and so forth. But I mean, have have you guys observed this as as I have? I don't. I'm not everywhere that kids are, but when I see them. It seems like they've got something that they're clicking away on. Well, their parents are boring. Well, what kid wants to hang out with mom and dad, right? I mean, when especially when you're of uh, of teenage years. So it's it's certainly something to get away from right. mom, even if you have to be in physical presence with her. I had a uh, a friend come to the house today, and uh, she had she has two girls, uh, both teenagers. So one's like sixteen or seventeen, and one's like four, thirteen, fourteen, something like that. And uh, they don't they don't even come in. They just sit out in the car, and uh, I go out and look, and both of them have something, some device in their hands that uh-huh. they're they're fiddling with and uh, i'm like what i i didn't ex- you know i i didn't expect the car to have two people sitting in it uh so it was just kind of a surprise to me i'd rather go in but you know now julia you're in your mid-20s uh you deal with at, at work a lot you've got a lot of people that are you're working with that are mostly younger than you a lot of them are teenagers have you seen uh this what, I, what i'm talking about or am i completely off no it's actually kind of a problem at what do you work mean? oh well the kids just always have their cell phones out and are Texting their friends and trying to listen to music and doing all these things that they're really not supposed to be doing when they're supposed to be working. So, yeah, I see it a lot. So, uh, and, and in the restaurant, you work in the restaurant business. Do you see it where kids are at the, oh, the yes. table with mom and dad and they're, you know, just sitting there playing on their device when they should be eating? That yeah. kind of thing. So it's huge, right? I mean, it's this is big amongst the teenage culture, pop culture. And so inevitably, since these kids are so well connected with one another, they're sharing things with one another, including nude pictures and some pictures that don't necessarily involve nudity, but perhaps are a lingerie shot or, or something like that. Apparently, this is pretty big. In fact, it's so big that there's been a, a label applied to it, and that is sexting. Now, I'm still not sure if it's actually the parents uh, that have come up with this term or the news media or if it's the teens themselves that uh, that came up with it. But either way, it's being certainly being thrown around in the news media and people have been getting in trouble. Teenagers, 14, 15, 16 years old, have been getting arrested for sending 
taking and sending nude photos of themselves to, say, a boyfriend or yep. girlfriend, and then it's or usually potential. the boyfriends that will pass it around. Right. Then the boyfriends will pass it around to all their buddies. Hey, look at this. And it spreads around, and kids get brought up on criminal child pornography charges. I think what bugs me the most about that is these kids probably have no clue that um, there are other kids getting arrested for this sort of thing. So I imagine that comes on as such a surprise. Like, you just send a naked picture, whatever, like all of your friends do, and then one day the principal calls you out of class or whatever, and, hey, you know, this police officer here wants to talk to you. That's scary stuff when you're a teenager. Absolutely, and and this is a serious business. Here's a first story from ABCNewYork.com where the mother of a New Jersey girl whose death inspired the Megan's Law is criticizing prosecutors who charge teenagers with child porn for distributing nude photos of themselves online. Maureen Conka said Thursday that prosecutors are harming the children more than helping them. And if that's not a across-the-board statement that you can make just about government in general, uh, it tends to help. It tends to harm the very people that it allegedly is supposed uh, supposed to be helping. It just it has a tendency to do this. Her comments came as authorities in Passaic County charge a 14-year-old girl with child pornography for posting nude photos of herself on MySpace.com. If she's convicted, she would have to register with the state as a sex offender under Megan's law. So it doesn't matter that she's under the age of 18. She still would have to be a sex offender for the rest of her life. How does that make any sense? Doesn't your record normally erase when you turn 18? So Maybe no. it used to be that way. Sorry. I don't know. <laughs> I, my, uh, my, my crime was committed before I was 18. The, what they decide is they decide that a crime is uh, either adult or it is juvenile in some way. So if it's juvenile, then it might get uh, wiped so off? Yes, it would. Posting naked pictures on MySpace is not juvenile. That's it's an adult, adult. crime. Well, okay. I mean, only adults get naked. And only adults could be child pornographers, apparently. So these teenage girls that are taking nude photos of themselves in the mirror or whatever are being brought up on criminal charges. I mean, so this is this is really I mean, you mentioned this being scary to a teenage girl. This is serious business. And it would be something that in the absence of these government laws would be no real big deal. Okay, yeah, it's going to be traumatic if the uh, 14-year-old girl's picture gets out onto all the cell phones Not of all the kids in the grade. Not necessarily traumatic. I'm sorry, but if you're willing to take a picture naked of yourself and give it to somebody, you need to be willing to accept the fact that other people might see it. And I imagine generally that the kind of people that take naked pictures of themselves are at least somewhat confident with themselves naked. I don't know. They They may just want attention and they may have a low... Low amount of well, self-esteem. She's, only, she's only saying that they're confident with themselves naked, and it seems... Enough to take the picture. It's either that or some guy Right, has, if I weighed 500 pounds, you can. I'm definitely not going to be taking any naked pictures of myself. Well, you, you, it's possible they could be pressured into it by some guy going, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know. That worked on you when you were a teenager, didn't it? Yeah, it did. <laughs> not for picture-taking, though. So, uh, so I mean, this is really a scary situation, and it's happening. It seems like it's happening a lot. There's not a shortage of these stories out there. So a lot of teenagers are having their lives really harmed, seriously. Whereas, again, the worst that could happen if there was no law associated with this would be that, okay, there'd be a little embarrassment of all the kids in the school seeing you naked, but eventually you'd graduate high school and you'd not probably see many of those kids ever again. A lot of kids move away from the area and you'd probably, it, it would be very negligible the fact that you 
were seen nude when you were age 15 in high school. It would not be something that would come up on a job application like it will now with a with a government it affects record. where they live too. Uh, well, with a with a sex with a registered sex a registered sex sex offender, it depends. You know, child custody. Um, you know, if you break up with your spouse, that's going to matter. Where you yeah. live, that's going to matter. A lot of a lot of towns have uh, rules that you can't live within. You know, x amount of feet of churches, schools. God knows all uh, sure all kinds do. of places. And then they stops. all and then they all end up out in you know some scummy trailer park that happens to be on the outside edge of all of the the, the various rings. The radii, the radii. I don't know the radii. Yeah. <laughs> the, radii. The, the the radii is it? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, outside the various radii, they uh, will have these essentially scumbag zones where all these guys and in this case this young lady <laughs> will have to gather if she lives in one of those cities. You just so, make you make life, which is already challenging enough, far more challenging for these children. The rest, uh, the story here is this: Megan's uh, the woman that the Megan's Law was uh, created, or the the mom of that lady says that the girl needs help, not legal trouble. I don't think she needs help at all. Right. She's fine. <laughs> trying she to attract fine the, until <laughs> trying to attach the, attract the attention of a male by using uh, you know your your physical wiles. Hmm. Perhaps that's done by all women that. Attend, intend right. to attract does men. This old lady, does she wear makeup? Does she wear push-up bras and low-cut shirts? I mean, Who knows? Uh, women like to make themselves attractive, and like Mark said, it's to pick up dudes. Toll-free number here. Doesn't and indeed, mean she has a problem. She took the over thirty naked photos for her boyfriend's pleasure, according to the story. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. A sheriff spokesman is saying that more arrests in the case are possible. After all, old boyfriend took a look at him, so that makes him a criminal too, right? It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever you want. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features, they're free. So enjoy those, including the archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website. Free for you at freetalklive.com. Plus, the show is brought to you by... Sacral CAI, they're the uh, the company to trust when you need uh, collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged off receivables. Sacral's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients too. It's Sacral CAI, you can see their banner at freetalklive.com, and it's the top one on the right-hand side, Sacral CAI. 800-259-9231, talking about a, a situation that continues to just expand in this country and that is the amount of young people being put up on or brought up on criminal charges sex offender charges for taking nude photos of themselves and putting them online and it's such a widespread phenomenon apparently amongst young people that it even has its own term it's called sexting and wait we read it's called sexting when you post a picture of yourself on myspace or i guess just... it's sexting when you just take a picture and you shoot it over to someone else's cell phone right. like a like a text message so you're right uh so technically putting it on myspace is not sexting but it's all within that category of teenagers sending nude photos of one another to each other they're all felonies baby uh, apparently so and it's just it's just so sad to see these people having their lives just rolled right over the top of by these prosecutors that want to make it look like they're doing something good, but they're not doing anything that's no. helping anyone make uh, enjoy their lives or better themselves. There's no victim in the in this case. 
It's not like, you know, child pornography, when you hear the term child pornography, I think that what should come to mind, if anything, should be the idea of forcing children into sexual uh, scenes in videotaping or adults, photo- photographing adults them. Adults forcing, forcing children or somebody... Uh... Even if it's a child forcing another child, it's I think the force is the issue there. If you're talking about a 15-year-old girl voluntarily choosing to take a nude photo of herself, or in this case, 30 nude photos, to send to her boyfriend or to post online, no one forced her to do that. She made that choice all on her lonesome. She did it based on a variety of factors. Who knows? She wanted to make her boyfriend happy. I'm sure it did. And Sorry, naked people are interesting. She probably didn't think she'd end up in a jail cell because of it. How could she possibly imagine now, that? Now, how do they get caught doing this? Does somebody turn them in, or are there police officers who, who their job is to sit and look at little pic, or pictures of naked little girls or teenagers? Well, there are probably police officers whose job it is to troll around for things like well, that. K- kids are, uh, likely, this is the, the scenario, is kids... You know, like to the kids like to tell, and if the the more people that know, right. um, loose lips sink ships, as it were. The more people that know, um, the more likely some parents going to get involved. When a parent gets involved, then they report it to the police because God knows there's a picture of a naked child run, running around, and that has to it's be. It's a formed. dirty job, but someone's got to do it. Yep. Look now at that, those little girls naked mm, online. Right. I I haven't uh, logged into my I haven't added a MySpace account in a long time. We've got one for the show, but my personal one I just closed it down because I just was tired of MySpace. But I have uh, still been around there uh, for the Free Talk Live account from time to time. And I don't know if there's any way for you to sp- to specify that photos go to one specific person. As far as if you're posting them, then anybody that sh- – if you've got your – I think you can set your profile to either be private or public. And so if it's private, then anybody that's your friend is allowed in to see all of the things that's in your, uh, that are in your profile. So we don't know if this girl had a private or public profile, but either way, presuming she had more than just one friend in her friends list, her boyfriend, then any of her friends could have been the, uh, the individual who snitched her out because a tip went into the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. They investigate, uh, invested the, investigated the case for a month. That's a lot of looking at n- uh, nudie pictures. Before zeroing <laughs> in on the suspect who said she posted the pictures for her boyfriend's pleasure, anyone who was online friends with the girl through the site or knew her name could see the pictures. So it sounds like they might have been just out in the, the wide open. Mm-hmm. That's just terrible. Dear What's God. terrible? Mm-hmm. Pictures of naked teenagers. This out has never in the happened open. before, right? I mean, teenagers have never taken photos of them of themselves nude in the history of of mankind. And is society going to crumble if 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 this fourteen year old girl were to be allowed to get away with photographing herself nude? <laughs> would society crumble? What would be the worst thing that could happen out of that? Can somebody answer that question? 800-259-9231. Why is any of this necessary? To, to anyone out there who could defend this girl being brought up on charges of possession and distribution of child pornography, and I guess she should feel lucky she didn't get brought up on 30 charges because there were 30 photos involved here. Who can defend this? And if so, can you give us your reasons why you think this is a good idea? I hate that they keep calling it child porn because a 15-year-old yes. girl is not a child. No, a she's chi- not. A child, a 5-year-old is a child. If you're before puberty, in my opinion, yeah. you're a child. She's got you could be, boobs. You could be childlike at age 15. You could be mentally childlike. And I think that the society that we have encourages that. 
because young people in that age range are basically prohibited from maturing themselves mentally. They, you can't stop the physical maturation, but as far as maturing mentally is concerned, they're not allowed to go to work. They're not, they're not treated like they're young adults. They're treated like they're children. In school, they're told every minute of every day what they have to do. They're not, yeah, you're right. So they're not allowed to make decisions for themselves. They're certainly not in school allowed to decide for themselves what path they want to take. It's all the government. Okay, well, we'll let you choose from our three paths, but you can you can only choose what we allow you to choose. They're restricted in any poss- in, in as many possible ways as society has been able to restrict them. And so, is anybody surprised when they act childlike? But you're right, Julia. Physically, they are not. Children And many of them are mature enough mentally to make these decisions. And even if they're not, the consequences are relatively minimal, absent the legal ramifications. If there is some sort of fallout and some kind of uh, drama, some high school drama that pops up as a result of this, it blows over over time. High school seems real big and important when you're in high school, but once you're done with high school... You look back on it, and it's, wow, I considered that. I took that seriously. What a meaningless place. Right. Doing it with a bunch of people doing meaningless things. So so I just want to know from somebody out there who who can defend this, why do you support young people being brought up on child porn charges for taking pictures of themselves? Why? I I can't imagine that anybody does. Somebody must. There are people out there that do. The people that we associate with, yeah, Mark, you're right. They'd all be okay with the idea of that. I mean, it's their business. It's I'd a private decision. I'd venture to decision. say that most people would think that this is crazy, but there certainly are religious people out there and uh, you know uppity, busybody types who think that this kind of stuff is immoral, and they absolutely like this sort of thing. They won't call, though. No, apparently they won't, because the toll-free numbers are available for them, and it's 1-800-259-9231. But what's immoral about nudity? That's something I've never understood. I mean, just beyond teenage being teenagers being nude, the whole religious people, some religious people, having problems with people being naked, I don't get it. If you believe in a god, didn't he create the, <laughs> didn't he the, create the human body? Well, I might believe in the immorality of it. I'm not sure. Um, the immorality of being naked? Well, it's not just the nakedness. It's the sexuality that goes with it and the whole thing. Um, you know, being being trashy, having sex with a lot of people results in bad things. That's why it's immoral. But that's different from However, being naked and taking a picture. I don't think picture. anybody should be in jail for it. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Government officials like to think they know better than the rest of us. They tell us what we can buy and when we can buy it. Everything from guns and booze to cold medicine and cigarettes. Now they've gone even farther. Cities across the country are now trying to tax and ban bottled water. That's right. Simple, no alcohol, no caffeine, no calorie bottled water. They say it's wasteful and buying it is, quote, stupid. But who are they to decide? If politicians decide you shouldn't even be able to buy bottled water, what's next? Visit us at enjoybottledwater.org and sign the petition to keep the nanny state out of our water bottles. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial toll-free and bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com features including the wiki with over 1,800 pages 
created by listeners just like you. Just head over to wiki.freetalklive.com. Get interactive free. That's wiki, W-I-K-I dot freetalklive.com. If you're a college-age student, whether it's uh, grad school or undergrad, the Institute for Humane Studies is offering 12 different seminars this summer in locations across the country. Your participation's free. They cover meals and housing. Um, the seminars are for people that are just sort of interested in the ideas of liberty, to those passionate about liberty, even those who want career advice, networking opportunities, and lectures relevant to each path. Go to libertarianseminars.com and register today. The deadline is March the 31st. It's libertarianseminars.com. So if you want a career in something that's liberty-oriented, they can help. Let's go to your phone calls. You bring up anything. We'll talk to Dave in New York. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Evening, fellas. Dave, what's on your mind tonight? Well, uh, for some advice to people who are sending these messages, don't ever, ever, ever include your face in the picture. It's good advice. And that probably won't keep the British accredited Regency members at, at bay. But mean? if you don't put your face in the picture, if it gets spread around the Internet, or you know, it won't get tied to you and you won't have years of embarrassment because of it. British accredited Regency, that's the Bar Association, right? Yeah, I, th- I find it very important to point that out. Because when you see a picture of the uh, lawyers and you see all their books behind them, Go ahead and pull those books out and see where it's copyrighted. It's not copyrighted in the United States. And they didn't start all this crap till after the Civil War. So I think it's really important to they stay with that. They didn't start all what active, crap? This uh, Roman civil law, this lawyer garbage, where we don't, where common law is no longer around and you got cops who are basically uh, security guards for the city council and all this garbage. It wasn't really plugged in until after the Civil War. And then all of a sudden now you have to have a lawyer because the judge won't even hear your case if you don't, or it'll just railroad you right through. And they always seem to decide at one little nifty number anyway. It's just a big game they play. But I think it's really important to make that point that BAR actually stands for British Accredited British Accredited Regency, and the law books that they use are copyrighted outside of the United States. I'm not sure why that matters. What, why they're does foreigners, that... and we don't like them. Yeah, what, what does it mean that they're copyrighted? It's a foreign outside system the incorporated on top of the American system. What, it's who cares? System. I, but, think it's, I, I think that uh, you know, the legal system, would you agree the legal system's bad? Yeah. It's a smear against the legal system. So if there, yeah, if there's a reason why it's but bad, but who cares let's if they establish? What if they establish the same system here? It wouldn't make it any better because it was located here in America. It's a bad system regardless of where the uh, where it was formed. These lawyers are being deceitful. They won't tell you what BAR stands for. You got to look into it yourself. It's it's a it's a form of deceit. They won't a, tell uh, you. Well. Yeah, go ask one. Go find a public defender. Ask him what BAR stands for. He'll give you a big line, and he won't ever tell you. And I've how did you before. find out? It doesn't just say it in the Wikipedia article? No, I don't check Wikipedia because I can't trust it. Oh, God. Most Come on. Wikipedia is the, one of the best resources for the common man out there. They have all kinds yeah. of information for people to access that's, uh, you know, in a format that's uh, uniform, so you sort of know what you're looking at. I think I think with Anything Wikipedia's... I see on Wikipedia needs to be cross-referenced before I'll Well, guess I'll what? On it. Wikipedia articles, the good ones, there are cross-references at the bottom of the page. You can go check the facts for yourself. Thanks for the call, well, Dave. that's helpful. Thanks. 800-259-9231. I guess if you'd looked at Wikipedia for a little while, you probably would have figured that one out. 800-259-9231. So, let's see. Just looking at the uh, the Bar Association thing. doesn't really say right out, in the, right out in the front. I'd probably have to dig in pretty deep. All right, we continue with your phone call. Steve in South Carolina. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, Ian, Julia, Mark. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? I was going to tell you that uh, indecent exposure is puts you on the sex offender registry in the state of South Carolina. I wouldn't doubt it. 
they, you know, the, the, the prosecutors don't like that whole indecency thing. Well, the thing is, you get drunk and you see a dog at a fire hydrant, you're going to one up them. Next thing you know, you got to go to everybody's <laughs> house when you move into a neighborhood and say, well, I need you to sign this so you know that I'm a sex offender and da da da. Yeah, the sex offender regulations are insane and they continue to get worse. I mean, we're to the point where they're. They're about ready to install video cameras in every sex offender's house just to make sure they're being good. I mean, we were talking recently about getting passwords from all sex offenders so that they can't have any privacy ever again in their entire lives. It never stops. The amount of regulations they want to just put down upon these people, the... It's just so outrageous. These are people that deserve another chance at making a, a better life for themselves, just like anybody that makes a mistake. And they're well, treated like they're they're all going to continue be, being criminals. At the very least, um, you want you want to go after the ones that are real sex offenders as opposed to ones that you know like you know, indecent exposure. That's just silly. Urinating in public, silly. Any other thoughts, Steve? No, sir. Thanks for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Well, you know, I, I asked for some people to call in if they were listening. And they probably are listening, but as you said, Julia, they likely won't call. Call in to explain to me why it is this 14-year-old girl should be charged with child pornography for taking nude photos of herself. I would love to hear from you. Now, they are out there, because if you look at the, new, the newspaper article at abcnewyork.com, there are 224 comments on that article, and I can guarantee you a quick scan of these comments is uh, definitely revealing that some people have some very strong feelings in favor of this kind of enforcement. One guy says, I agree, I really think that she should be charged. Maybe this will stop other young girls or boys from doing this. I believe her parents should also be charged with neglect because they should have been aware of what the daughter was doing. This is so silly. The idea that your child, that you're neglectful if your child can get alone, your teenage child can get alone with a camera? And an internet connection? Good Lord in heaven. That's, I mean, that's, that's, that's going, sick. going far. Yeah. I mean, just because his kids are grown and gone and they, he didn't have to deal with the internet, it's just, it's silly. It's, it is sick. And it's just the standard American mentality that is inculcated us in us from day one in government schools. And you know, I don't know if it's day one, but it's in government schools. It's inculcated that if you want to solve what you perceive to be a problem, just pass laws and hurt people until they stop. That's what it is, and that's what this person is saying. Well, I think that they should be charged because it'll stop. Maybe it'll stop other young girls or boys from doing this. Right. Because cause kids are so tuned into the news. Right, yeah. A lot of kids have newspaper subscriptions, right? Oh, no, wait. No, people over the age of 65 are pretty much the newspaper subscribers out there because kids are really just... The, the Detroit Free Press is, is going to home delivery only on Fridays, Saturday, or excuse me, Thursdays, Fridays, and Sundays now. Oh, wow, that's yep. great. That's another one down. Good news. <laughs> Good I, I don't. I, I don't feel the same way. I, I'm of the opinion that the newspapers are, uh, you know, iconic. I don't I know what's going to happen. I have journalism. no objection to newspapers, but the ones that deserve to die, good riddance to them. That's the marketplace at work, Mark. It's creative destruction. Those papers going out of business is a signal that says, "Hey, we sucked." Uh, we weren't able to to change our business model effectively enough with the to roll with the changes in society and technology to the point where we could continue operating at a profit. We suck. Goodbye. Puts, uh, bring somebody else in who can do it right. In fact, I was reading one of the freebie papers around here recently, the essentially the fish wrapper paper, where it's just a bunch of advertisements. It's yeah. amazing that they can stay in business. But they were uh, there was an article Something in there. While you wait for your food at a restaurant. Well, there was an article in there about how the read, about how independent free papers had not only have better circulation 
than uh, the paid papers, but they're doing better in the down economy. So the freebie papers are the ones that are actually out there uh, winning in comparison. They're still down, but like they they were saying that the freebie papers are down six percent uh, revenues, whereas the big papers are down like twenty something percent. So I think that the survival of the fittest it's the marketplace at work, and I, I I support businesses going out of business because if you suck, then you should go out of business and be replaced by someone who can do it better. Well, I, I don't know that I support it. I think that people, you know, work there and changing their lives when they didn't feel like it isn't isn't a great feeling. However, I'm not of the opinion that it, they should be bailed out. Well, yeah, right. I, I'm sorry. This is not a surprise. The newspaper revenues have been drifting downwards. In fact, it's probably worse than drifting, falling almost like off a cliff downwards for the last several years. If, if you didn't see this one coming and you're in the newspaper business, you aren't a very good ju- uh, journalist. If we're going to switch gears and go after uh, and, and talk about uh, you know newspapers and, and their decline, you know I'm, I'm fine with that. The uh, to me, journalism is going to exist because people want it. I don't know what form journalism is going to be delivered in. It doesn't appear as though it's going to be celluloid thrown on your doorstep anymore, though. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is the SACL CAI toll free line. We do actually have a story. On the sex uh, sexting topic about parents that want to see a crackdown. These are people that absolutely do support the laws, and they want more of them. We'll get to that coming up. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want just by dialing toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. Join us online, freetalklive.com. The feature's free, so enjoy those on us. If you like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that by shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. It's that simple. You can even buy used products if you want to save a few bucks. I bought some headphones recently, as I mentioned last night. Saved about 40 bucks buying used through amazon.freetalklive.com, and a percentage of the sale goes to Free Talk Live, whether you're buying new or used. So enjoy over at amazon.freetalklive.com. We continue with your phone calls about whatever you want. Let's talk to Dave in Montana. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dave, Montana. Howdy. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? This uh, 14-year-old girl, I don't think she's responsible. She's got caught up in a a sexual experimentation, man. It's like 30 pictures. She She was enjoying that. And then at 14, I think you should be allowed to sexually experiment because I think prudeness on sex causes much of the problems of the real bad guys because just the whole society on how sex is, it's, it's a shame really because, you know, you have adults acting like little kids because maybe be... They showing something that we all know we got. Everybody got one, you know. At least one of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It, it's it's just a very. Uh, I think society has never matured in the sex thing. Some Indian tribes have, you know, uh, conquered that problem long ago. You know, because they have, you know, certain uh, rituals of one year. 13 or 14, you know, or 15, and, and you, you're responsible now because out of these acts, you could have a child and responsibility. Mm-hmm. But before that, when, when you can't get each other pregnant, and, 
and the experimental is definitely there because we all went through it, and I don't want to hear no denying. They they expect the the human not to respond to a a thing that God gave us, and we should respond to it in an adult, responsible way. Talking sense, back, Dave. Huh? Uh, you're talking sense. I like it. Yeah, it, it's just, it, it's not, well, maybe that's why. And, and you know why? Because the female body is the most expensive, uh, expensive? thing of selling stuff. And they want people to be... <laughs> Immature goes, about it. I hope that goes on your wiki. Page. Know what I mean? <laughs> it's, you, it's it's the the it's a commodity. Boobs are a commodity. You look at every commercial. You look, you know, the sex appeal sells. Sex sells. You know, we all, and right. so how is that? Because it'll prudeness on what on no what they it. do. Yep, they I think maintain this prudeness and and they just cause. Cause the price of it to rise. You've got it, Dave. Uh, Dave thank you for the call tonight. Uh, yeah, I, I, I see what he was saying, and that is that if it weren't for the prudishness of this country, if it weren't for the puritanism, if it weren't for the sexual repression, then seeing some naked boobs would be no big deal. It wouldn't be. Uh, it wouldn't be sexy if it was more regularly seen. I think, especially as young people are are, are growing up, the human body is compelling. That's you know that, that's that's all there is to it to humans and I'm sure that uh, you know dog bodies are compelling to dogs. But it's more interesting when you can't see it. You were commenting during one of the breaks. Julia was talking about a new T-shirt she was buying that uh, if you look the, the right you know look at it the right way you can not a, see it's not sort a T-shirt. Of, it's like a polo. Whatever. No, yeah. it's a button-up shirt oh, that button I shirt. wear to work, and it's like a nice button-up shirt with a collar. Mm-hmm. Right. And but just over the over the bust of the shirt, there's two buttons where you can sort of see in if you're at the right angle and see my boob guys you know what she's talking about here <laughs> the, the, you know the, like you know the shirt will sort of open up at uh, certain yeah, you know right. stretch certain ways it's my hussy sort of, shirt and right. i get a lot of comments at work about it <laughs> and uh, you know it's compelling right but you were pointing out that the reason why it was compelling you made the right. comparison between that and julia perhaps wearing a bathing suit like even though you see more in the bathing suit nobody's going to stare inter- at a bathing suit however uh you know in this particular instance that it's interesting because it's it's, it's, it's concealed hidden, right? right what ooh, what's going on mm. in there you know you want to see what's happening even though the same girl may be wearing a bathing suit at the beach and then you know obviously people are still going to look at that anyway uh but there's just less to be there's less hidden and so it's not as interesting and that's my that's the point I'm making it, it, with the with what Dave was saying about people being sexually repressed. If they're being sexually repressed and they're being told to not explore their sexuality, you know, abstinence, don't touch another uh, another human being until you're married to them. This at the same time where your brain is telling you to touch other human beings, yeah. because essentially when you go through puberty at 12, 13, 14 years old, your body's physically maturing and telling you to have sex and reproduce because the best time biologically for a woman to bear a child is in her late teens. Is that so? Yes, absolutely. That's when inside you're the best at at reproducing. Um, That's when childbirth comes the easiest and all those things. Mentally, however, most 15, 16, 17-year-olds... 20 year olds <laughs> are not ready to have children and, and that I think They're that's doing it anyway. one of the um one of the consequences of treating kids like kids yes. treating teenagers like their children and telling them no you can't no you shouldn't don't do this it just makes them want to go out and learn what it is they're missing right and then they're going to go and they're going to learn those things 
by learning them from their other friends who also don't know anything about it instead of actually learning them from adults that have experience in this and and being encouraged to experiment but safely being having all of these things the safety factors explained to them like they were adults like they were growing into adults instead of just now now don't do it. I have zero respect for any adult who cannot talk about sex in a serious and mature manner. I just, ugh, it disgusts me. I just cannot believe that there really are adults out there who still giggle and get uncomfortable when talking about sex. Speaking of that, you forgot to call your mom today. Yeah. 800-259-9231. Julia's mom spells sex. S-E-X. Right, that's the... The S word. S-E-X. It's that kind of mentality, right? That's what we're talking about here. That's where, where Dave was coming from. So I think that you know, something else to point out is that every action is an equal and opposite reaction, right? So all of the sexual repression that goes on, I think... Has consequences. Actually has consequences in that the people that, uh, that, that essentially act out sexually, they uh, maybe become sexually deviant or whatever yeah, that means. I was whatever a hussy means. when I was a teenager. A hussy. Yeah. Meaning... I don't know. I just I had a lot of sexual experiences when I was a teenager and maybe and not all of them were safe or smart. And I don't think I would have done that if my mom maybe would have talked to me a little bit about sex. I, I think, was terrified to talk to my mom about sex. I think that's a relatively lightweight kind of uh, consequence. I think that there are people that have, you know, that grew up in households that were much more restrictive than yours, right? Now, imagine growing up in a, a very religious yeah. household, right, where there were even far more restrictions on your behavior and sexuality was, wasn't even uh, broached uh, in any way. I think that there are people that will go even further down the road and, you know, possibly get into uh, hurting people and, and really bizarro, uh, what, what most people would consider bizarro and really dangerous uh, sexual practices. Uh, perhaps that's one of the the responses to people being really repressed is they go really far in the other direction and go and explore very strange uh, sexual realms as uh, as a result of that repression so maybe maybe a lot of the extreme sex stuff wouldn't be as popular if there wasn't such an extreme amount of repression on the other side do you see where i'm coming from i do i think sexuality is really complicated i'm not saying it I... wouldn't exist right. i'm just saying i think that there are people that go as far in the other direction as they can because they were cracked down on hard by their parents and clergy and and in this case government in this case these governments taking these children these not, i'm sorry they're not children taking that's my that's a problem right we've been trained to believe that teenagers are children taking these teenagers and hurting them well what what uh i, I what i see in these laws um the laws that uh, you know that are being used to uh, take young girls to take pictures of themselves and call it child porn is the idea behind child porn is that a child is powerless or less powerful mm -hmm. so uh therefore charging them as an adult for taking pictures of themselves and distrib distributing that is dichotomous you can't say that this person is powerless and then powerful enough to exploit their powerlessness i mean the what what? That doesn't make any sense. ABCNewYork.com, the comments on the story of the 14-year-old girl being arrested and charged with child pornography. Another commenter says that, I'm wondering how a 14-year-old girl managed to put nude pics on her website without her parents finding out. Uh... Ridiculous. <laughs> really? Do, do these people not have children? Do they not Have yeah. they never been children? They have must they... have not been children, or they must have been total losers when they were children, because I hid a million things from my parents. And then he trots out this old favorite. She did break the law. Ignorance is no excuse. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> you jerk. 800-259-9231 to suggest that anybody could possibly be cognizant of what the law says is absolutely absurd on its face. But people just parrot off that phrase because that's what they've heard. Well, yeah. Like it means something. They're dumb little minor birds. That's all they do is repeat the crap they've heard. Hour two's coming up. Free Talk Live. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney. Finalized the contract in London and demoed our new product in Boston. Online, from my desk, with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone, and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam, too. Remember that code 600 to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. WebEx.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line as we launch here into hour number two of the show. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features we give to you, those other talk show hosts who want to charge you for their websites, enjoy ours free at freetalklive.com. Lots still to to cover tonight here. Uh, Coming up... The other side of the story, we started out the show by talking about yet another teenage girl who's being brought up on child porn charges for taking nude photos of herself. Uh, she actually had somebody coming to her uh, to her aid, essentially coming to her side saying, hey, leave this girl alone. You're making her life worse. You're not helping her by charging her with, not with helping criminal anyone. charges. No, you're not. Uh, but there are some parents that disagree. Some parents say, crack down even harder. We'll get to that story, but your calls are the primary those par- ki- parents, ki- Those kids are probably the worst, and they don't even know it. Probably true. Let's continue here, and we'll talk to the... Uh, we'll talk to Abby. A.B., rather. A.B.? In somewhere. You are on Hello. Free Talk Live. Is it A.B.? Yes, it's A.B. Alright, what's on your mind? Well, um... First off, I just wanted to comment on what you guys were just talking about. I am a Christian, and I honestly believe that, I guess, the naked body should be reserved for my wife. Um, But uh, on that note, I wouldn't say, go ahead and put these kids in jail just because they're spreading pictures of themselves. I think if someone's really, truly concerned that that might be a problem, they should go ahead and maybe go to the parents or go to the child and try to, in a loving way, explain to them their view and perhaps try to convince them, but throwing them in jail does not solve the problem. Certainly. Um, I agree. I'd like to explore a little more uh, the, the what your belief system is. You know, you say okay. that you believe your naked body should be reserved for your loved ones, and that makes sense. I mean, that's your personal choice. Well, wife, I would assume. It's, it's pretty your, clear. Your, your wife, excuse me. Your, your, that's your personal choice. Yeah. That makes sense. But does that mean that you believe that the you know any alternative to that is immoral? And if so, why? Um, I do believe that if you're going around showing your naked body to everyone else, I guess, um, it may be immoral, but it depends mostly on the heart condition, because obviously if you're showing your doctor your naked body because he's checking you or something, that in and of itself is not going to be something immoral. So are nudists, 
Are nudist I'm camps sorry? are nudist camps immoral places? It's a good mm. question. Yeah, that is. Uh, <laughs> I would have to say that um, I don't necessarily agree with them, and it would right. be interesting to talk to some of those people. But uh, um, personally, I would uh, I would find if I put myself in that situation, that would be would be immoral of me. I wonder if you could find Christians in a nudist camp. I bet you could. I'm sure. I bet you, you can, actually. Yeah. Um, there are Christians that believe that because God created Adam and Eve naked, they should go around naked. So they, I think they have their own nudist camp somewhere. Do you so. believe that's an invalid belief? I don't agree with them. Based on what? Say again? Based on what? Well, um, after Adam and Eve disobeyed God, um, they lost their innocence. And I guess, let's see... Um, I'm driving, so I'm trying to think. That's okay. Driving. We'd rather you stay alive. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's kind of like... Hmm. So, are Sorry, you not there, sure? It's okay you're not be sure. It's, there, it's, there's this car in front of me that just dropped down the 65. Tell you so. what. We'll, we'll let you go. I thank you for the call. Okay, hey, I, I want to make another comment, though. You want to one? Okay, one more. Try not to die on um, us. I'm heading. Uh, the reason I'm driving is because I'm heading up to the Free State Project. Oh, great! Or to New Hampshire for the Free State Project. Oh, wow! Congratulations! And I kicked it off by meeting Michael Bardnarik in Pensacola, Florida, <laughs> and then I went straight up. Um, and I'm. I guess I'm on I-95 or somewhere. Now, anyway, wait, point of point of information, AB. Uh, now, yes. is your wife with you, or do you not yet have a wife? I get married in two months. Oh, wow! So you're moving to New Hampshire, and you already have marriage plans. Yes. That's pretty exciting. Now, I'm presuming she's coming to New Hampshire, too, or is already here? Yes. She um, she graduates school uh, in the first week of May, and right. we'll be both moving to New Hampshire right after the marriage. And the so so uh, if I'm getting too personal now, just let me know. Have you seen her naked yet? No. <laughs> Good for you, man. Best of, best of luck to you. I hope uh, I hope it works out, and uh, we look forward to seeing you here in New Hampshire. Congratulations on okay. your decision. I think you'll find a lot of uh, like-minded Christians here in New Hampshire that that love the you know the Christian religion, that are into being Christians, but at the same time understand the idea of freedom, and that is that in order to be free themselves, they have to allow others, even others who might. Take their clothes off to uh, to be free as well, because that's how you get freedom. Is you have to give it to others first. Well, Thanks God, for the call. And God, you know, the judgments reserved for God on Judgment Day, as far as Christians are concerned, and and that's you know, it's it's wrong of Christians to decide to jam their uh, religion down people's throat with uh, violent, forceful laws that hurt people. That's it. I mean, those Christians, uh, the the you know the the ones that believe in freedom, are right, and the other Christians are wrong. That's all there is to it. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. We continue here with your calls, Enemy of the State in Michigan. You are on Free Talk Live. Hi, guys. I was listening to Mark the other day. I picked up that he he, uh, had his boy delivered via midwife. That's correct. I'm just wondering, Mark, did you vaccinate your child? No. No? What's your... 
did you do a lot of research behind that? Or I did quite a bit. Um, but you know, my opinion on research is is that you can research and find whatever you want. Mm, yeah. um, right. It, you know, it's very difficult to know. And I, I, you know, I was looking at the trends. What convinced me is that the trends of uh, disease diseases were going down before vaccinations were introduced. It's um, you know, of my it's my opinion that uh, mostly cleanliness and uh, you know hygienic conditions had to do with getting rid of most uh, you know diseases that they vaccinate for. I personally have had experiences where I've taken um, vaccinations. The two times that I've been the sickest in my life were from taking uh, the flu vaccination. And, you know, I've heard stories, anecdotal stories from people who are like, you know, my, un- my uncle was in great shape. He had a vaccine and in two days he was dead. <laughs> you know, I mean. <laughs> yeah, I have a uh, I have a 10 month bull. Ten-month-old boy, and uh, we have not have had him vaccinated. We're going to do some of it after he's two years old, but I, I, I you know, and I see that. Um, to me, you're looking at something so fragile as a as a newborn um, infant, and the idea of vaccinating. The reason that they vaccinate newborns is because a lot of parents aren't very good at taking their kids back to the doctor. Um, mm. You know, I mean, they're they're not getting chickenpox as a rule at three months, so. Uh, you know, mostly what you have to worry about is you know school and things like that. It um, it makes much more sense to me to take a, a child that's if you're going to vaccinate to take a child that's that you can you know have had a short conversations with that can uh, walk around and laugh and play and all those other things rather than just uh, shooting a newborn up with uh, all that stuff that weighs eight pounds. It seems yeah. like a lot of that stuff is really unnecessary. Like yeah. I when I was in school, I remember one time they. They wouldn't let me continue to go to school until I got these vaccinations, and I got a couple of them, and then I, like, I stopped going to school, so I never really finished getting the vaccinations, and I'm fine. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Well, let me tell you guys um, why I decided not to vaccinate. Yeah, I did. Thanks. I did quite a bit of reading myself, and and there's you know there's a lot of paranoia out there, some stuff that's kind of over the top, but I you know I was balancing it out as much as I could. One of the things I learned is that 50 years ago, there were essentially four vaccinations. Today, they're, they're shooting kids up 32 times by the time they're uh, two years old. I mean, they're, yeah. that's the... That just per- is not natural. I mean, that's, right. that can't be good. Well, natural is debatable, right? Like I understand death is natural. That. Yeah, but the, the, really, the thing that really drove it home for me, the, the final straw, was when I learned that um, if I did not vaccinate my child... If I took him, uh, most of the pediatrician's office here in my area would not see him hmm. because if, in fact, he is not vaccinated and something happens to him, they can be held liable for it. Even However, if they sign a release? Uh, you know, I, one of my friends is a doctor and his wife is a pediatrician and they didn't say anything about a release, so I don't think that there's anything there. Yeah. But on the flip side of that is that uh, they are... They, there's a government fund, uh, a vaccination, um, I forget what it's called, a vaccination defense fund or something, that guarantees them no liability if hmm. a child is hurt by vaccination in their office. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, so that's, you know, that's, to me, that's when the state is getting pretty involved in, in uh, deciding so how you, it's going to... You were successful at finding a doctor that would do, or would rather not do the vaccinations and still see your... Uh, you're, yeah. you're a young person. That's great. Yeah. In fact, I interviewed him and talked to him about it, and, and he was on my side. He Probably means you've got a really compatible doctor now. They're that's common up here. Hey, thank you for right. the call, dude. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We've even met a cash doctor up here. It's Free Talk Live. 
This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number for you to bring up anything is 800-259-9231. It is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those, including... The updates. You get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. If you want to do what you can to uh, stop the taxes and the uh, you know the, the banning of bottled water, please go to enjoybottledwater.org. Uh, it's a uh, p- petition set up by CEI, and they're trying to get people to sign up. And uh, you know, Free Talk Live listeners are the perfect audience. So please go to enjoybottledwater.org and sign up today. All right, so we continue with uh, your phone calls here, and we'll talk to, I believe we have Michael on the line in Delaware. Michael, you are on Free Talk Live. Hello, Ian. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Um, I wanted to um, tell you guys about a tattoo I just got I think you would appreciate. Okay. I got um, liberty or death across my chest. Jeez, That's pretty hardcore. <laughs> You better have. Quite, oh, he's gone. I didn't hang up on him. You better have quite something a chest happened. to, uh, you know, get a big old tattoo like that. I know he had something else he wanted to talk about, so you're certainly welcome to, to dial back in there, Michael. Apologies for that. Uh, we'll continue discussing the sex issue of the teenagers out there in America taking pictures of themselves, forwarding them on to their friends via their cell phones, posting them on MySpace pages, and inevitably getting caught up with the law, being charged with things like child pornography, both possession and distribution, in the case of a 14-year-old girl recently. One of the other comments on the story, since no one's calling to defend the laws, they only post their comments anonymously on the Internet. This is another anonymous comment from ABC or for rather NBCNewYork.com. The story about the 14-year-old girl being brought up on child porn charges. She has broken the law and a very important law at that. Punishing <laughs> her and making her case and broadly publicized event will serve to protect countless other children by discouraging them from posting their nude photos for the benefit of pedophiles. So that's what it's all about. See, we're gonna put this, give this little girl a uh, a, a criminal charge, a sex offender a status in the sex offender registry for the rest of her life, so we can send a message to the other teenagers out there to tell them, hey kids, you shouldn't do this. Not because you're gonna end up as a sex offender for the rest of your life, but because some pedophile might see your nude pictures and that's and gonna, like it. And yeah, that could, <laughs> they could like it and then possibly what stalk them and uh, and uh, abduct them or something no, like that. The, the idea they just don't like the idea that. Somebody that you know that a pedophile might like the pictures. And by the way, a person looking at a 15-year-old girl is not, not a, pedophile. a pedophile. Pedophiles like children, prepubescent children. Correct. That is the definition of what a pedophile is. A person who likes children under the age of 18 is, uh, you know, what they call an aphibiophile. And I say it's relatively normal. Um, you know, I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. I can appreciate sexually somebody under the age of 18, and that's just the way it is. Now, do I want to have sex with them? No, that no, means I'm going to have to talk to, talk to them. them. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's not going to be a particularly pleasant experience necessarily. So the other re- uh, the rest of the comment is if she was posting her photos for her boyfriend, he probably belongs in jail or juvie too. <laughs> Liberals will always find a way to excuse criminals. Just punishments lunatic. benefit society. <laughs> <laughs> That's a just punishment. But giving somebody a, uh, a putting know, a fifteen year yeah giving a fifteen year old a sex offender record is just. It's going to help benefit society. Just, let's put all let's put all of the kids in jail. That's not the society I want. So therefore, it can't be benefiting it. 
Yeah, I don't want to live in that society either, and I think it's outrageous that things like this are going on, which is why we were trying to bring your attention to them. 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything here. Uh, so here's the other story. Here's the other side of this. And we've read some of the comments, but this is an actual story about a set of parents who are out there now pushing for for sexting-related laws. Now, sexting is where teen will take a photo of themselves with a camera phone, and then they'll shoot that photo out to, well, the, it's usually a female photographing herself, sending them to the boyfriend. The boyfriend then hits the forward button and forwards it on to all of his buddies. They then send them to their buddies. And before you know it, the whole grade, if not the entire high school, has seen the pictures. And again, the police get brought in and kids get brought up on child porn charges. So here's the latest story from Cincinnati.com. Jessica Logan's nude cell phone photo, meant for her boyfriend's eyes only, was sent to hundreds of teenagers last year in at least seven greater Cincinnati high schools. The 18-year-old Sycamore High School senior was then bombarded with taunts. Slut, porn queen, whore. Oh, high school kids have never called other kids' names before. No, no. And, you know, if we have more laws, they'll stop doing that. Yeah. On July 3rd, Jessica... By the way, she could be a slut with, uh, you know, without... Taking new pictures of herself. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, she can get called those names without taking new pictures. Right. If the word's spreading around school that she's been, you know, giving BJs in the bathroom, then she'll get the <laughs> slut later. She could just act like a slut without ever doing anything sexually. She could anything just dress sexually. like what, what people would say was a slut. If she right. wore short skirts and tank tops with her tits hanging out, then absolutely. she'd probably be a slut, too. Well, likely the school. It's possible the school has rules against that. But you, you can still... stopped us from dressing the way we wanted to. You can see, well, it, it stopped me. I, you can't, couldn't wear shorts to school. Um, but oh, wait, wait. The you can still act like a slut without ever doing any of those things. You can just be that kind of girl that, you know, is acting like she would want to give it up. Jessie hung <laughs> herself. She hung herself in okay. her bedroom. So okay. apparently the name calling was well, just too great. Well, I, I imagine if you... Uh, and a girl, young lady like that hanging herself is very, 18. very sad. But there's obviously some other issues going on there. I hardly doubt that that one incident happened and she said, oh, that's it. Life was great, right. but now it sucks. I'm killing myself. That's it. But this is the one they can blame. This is the one that uh, is most notable, right? This is uh, something that they can point the finger at and say, it's because of this. It's because of sexting. Well, she was Albert and Cynthia Logan's only child. Cynthia said through tears, My only baby that I'll never be able to touch again. I will never have grandchildren. I will never be able to hand down my heirlooms. I'm just... Does that seem a little callous to you? I'm sorry, before going on with this. <laughs> my, my, my daughter died. The saddest part about it is that I can't hand down my heirlooms. I can't have grandchildren. No. I mean, this is why she's concerned that her daughter's dead. <laughs> I'm just jealous. I see where you're coming from, but you know, people people say the funniest things when they're in a state of I grief, uh, and and that's where she's at. And I, you know, I understand. I, I feel very bad for this woman. It's it's terrible. But uh, kids, whether they take nude pictures of themselves or not, kill themselves. Yes, they do. Young uh, adults are likely, you know, I mean, that's just, it's it's just a volatile time. I'm sorry. I'm just devastated by I these parents Stop that will allow jerk. their children to do and say anything they want. Oh, you can defend her now, Mark, but just wait until you get to what this woman wants. Well, this woman's in a, a terrible state of grief. I understand that, but that's not an excuse for what she's doing. Now, Jesse's parents are attempting to launch a national campaign. A national campaign. Seeking laws to address sexting. The practice of forwarding and posting sexually explicit cell phone photos online. The Logans also want to warn teens of the harassment, humiliation, and bullying that can occur when that photo gets forwarded. 
Cynthia and uh, Cynthia Logan and Perry Af- Aftab, an attorney and one of the leading authorities on Internet security and cyberbullying, plan to attach Jesse's name to a national campaign to educate teens about the dangers. Jesse's Law. Great. The dangers of sexting. I don't think that sexting itself is really that dangerous. I don't either. And while this is sad, this seems like one in a million. I mean, teenagers kill themselves sometimes. Being a teenager can be kind of rough. That one girl killed herself, uh, the MySpace case. She killed herself allegedly because somebody said some mean things to her on MySpace. They didn't, that didn't have anything to do with nude pictures. This is a rare case. It has nothing to do with nude pictures. It won't matter. It won't stop them from rallying the uh, the Congress people in Washington to crack down on sexting. And what? How is it that sexting could even be considered dangerous? I'd like to hear somebody explain that one to me. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up what you want. Toll free. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. It is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. Join us online. Freetalklive.com. All the features are free. Ladies, head over to the show. Ladies, please submit your photos for the Shrine. We've also got a new video option. It's the Shrine of Female Listeners, showcasing the variety of ladies that we have listening to the show. Young, old, large, small, a variety of shapes and sizes and colors. All there at shrine.freetalklive.com. It's not a beauty contest, just a show that you listen to talk radio. Because, well, there's kind of this trend in talk radio that only guys listen, or mostly guys listen, and so we want to prove that that's not necessarily the case with Free Talk Live. We've got, not only do we have lady listeners, but they're also willing to show themselves. And that's the Shrine at shrine.freetalklive.com. Did you know that over 35% of IT admins admit to snooping through their boss's email? Shouldn't your business email be secure? PrivacyHarbor.com is an email alternative that's private and confidential, guaranteed. PrivacyHarbor.com, because normal email is not secure. Story is from Cincinnati.com, where a couple of parents of a young lady who was 18, when she took apparently a nude photo of herself, sent it to likely her boyfriend. In fact, yes, that's what it says. They're meant for her boyfriend's eyes only. Ended up in the hands of hundreds of teenagers that were spread across seven greater Cincinnati high schools. So this is the Internet, right, at work. because At that point, they didn't even know who she was, I'm sure. Right, and uh, so then she apparently killed herself shortly thereafter, and now her parents are pushing for national laws addressing what they call sexting, the practice of forwarding and posting sexually explicit cell phone photos online. They say that uh, they are, uh, let's see, Perry Aftab is an attorney based in New York. He's the catalyst for a network of volunteers working to stop cyberbullying. She operates two websites, WiredSafety.org, the world's largest and oldest cyber safety organization, and StopCyberbullying.org. She says schools need to understand our kids are targeting each other and how technology is being used as a weapon. None of them know what to do. Many of them think it's not their problem. They want to close their eyes and put their fingers in their ears, saying it's a home issue. Jesse's friends, I think when she says many of them, I think she means the schools. Okay. The schools need to get more involved here. We need more government involvement in our young people's lives. You know what bugs this. me the most about that? Because I hear that a lot about a variety of issues. Essentially, it's saying 
schools, you just raise our kids from age 5 to 18. Like, you just do all the work. Well, I think yeah. that while a student is at school, the school is uh, responsible for a certain level of protection, I think, and behavior um, for the students. And I think that they, a, a standard of behavior is, uh, you know, okay and makes sense. However, my problem is with government schools, you wouldn't, Ian, you wouldn't have a problem with, a, you know, private schools having some kind of uh, behavior code, would you? No, but but in that and, case. And private schools aren't going through uh, kids' my spaces and, and expelling them and uh, suspending them and... In theory, they could, well, and they'd be, they'd be justified if that was the agreement that you got into when you were joining the school. The worst case would then be that they would cancel your uh, your deal, and you wouldn't be at that school anymore. They certainly wouldn't be bringing you up on criminal charges for it. Right. So, Jesse's friends and family described her as an artistic, bubbly, compassionate, carefree spirit who had many friends in several schools. She was also a tiger who would relentlessly stand up for someone. But, according to her father, she couldn't stand up for herself. I think when you're constantly knocked down, you lose your self-esteem, his wife added. Jessie was not alone in sending nude cell phone photos. Her friends point to the increasing pressure on teenage girls to send nude photos to their boyfriends. A national study... Yes, the increasing pressure to, uh, for girl, teen girls to do something sexual with their boyfriends. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <Nah>. yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Now, uh, you know... This is a con- contributing factor to this girl's death. Okay, let's okay. let's agree on that. You agree her, on that? Her being made fun of. Her being made fun of. Her her taking the nude pictures, therefore making her a target mm-hmm. to be made fun of. Also, I'd say that this guy not taking his uh, you know daughter out of public school where she was having a great deal of problems. I mean, I, I would assume that the parents saw that, right? Um, and not putting her some you know in private school homeschooling, or allowing her to get away from some of this constant pressure. Mm-hmm. Like that's a contributing factor too. So her parents are guilty. I'm not saying if if Partially. sexting if if sexting is guilty, the you know the act of sending these pictures is guilty. Then the parents are guilty too. I don't want to. You know, I I feel bad for these people. It's a terrible time. But to go and you know go after everybody's kid and crack down with laws um, on everybody's kid for doing what it is that your daughter did and what comes natural to ch- to kids so that they won't experience the pain is. It, it, it's misplaced. You know, what's interesting about this case is that this young lady committed suicide allegedly because she was being made fun of. Whereas we've seen other cases, like the one we talked about in the first hour, with a 14-year-old girl being charged and as a sex offender. Right. I haven't heard that's of any gonna, of them killing themselves. That's not going to cause... Well, it could. It very well could. I mean, that's a, certainly a lot of pressure it's, for a kid to, to deal with. Yeah, but... I've I, known many, um, several, I'll, I'll say several, many is pushing it, cause, but I've known many people who have gotten out of prison and committed suicide. It says here that, Seems weird. Uh, by the way, one in, we, re, we actually read this study when it happened, but it's good to remind you about it. One out of five teenage girls, or 22%, say they have electronically sent or posted nude or semi-nude images online of themselves. So in this girl's case, it didn't even have to be a nude picture. It could have been a lingerie shot, right. and it still would have gotten her the comments, right? So and again, she's 18 at the time she took it. So it wasn't she. Did, she wasn't even facing any charges. She was 18, over this. 18 at the time she took her life. I don't know that that's she, ne- what you're saying is necessarily true. Uh, it says here she was an 18 year old when she was bombarded with the taunts about the picture. So it's fair to believe that she was probably 18 at that time. But anyways, here's another interesting factoid, or what is it claimed to be a fact? Some area school resource officers and principals estimate that at least half. Of the students at their schools have an inappropriate photo on their cell phone. That's a pretty big, if that's a problem in these people's minds, that's a pretty big problem. How are you going to deal with this one? 
what is it that they have in mind exactly? What is it these people want out of the government? What do what are they asking for? Are you going to uh, make it so that all children must submit their phones for searches on a re- regular or random basis? Is that what they're going to look to do? And if somebody's found with an inappropriate picture, re- string them up from the tree on the highest of, uh, of criminal charges? Um, a factoid is a spurious, unverified, incorrect, or fabricated statement formed and asserted as a fact, but with no veracity. Okay. So, so a factoid is not that a fact. be a factoid then? Let's, well, no. Um, <laughs> the principals are estimating that at least half of the students are. Well, the the, the principal uh, the principals could very well be making a factoid. However, uh, stating that you know the principals are doing it is not a factoid. It's a fact. Like, there's a difference between a fact and a factoid. That's what I'm trying to make up. Uh, let you know. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. So the the principals making that claim is not necessarily a factoid or a fact because we don't know if it's true. I or not. think that well, it's spurious. Anyway, after the cell phone photo was disseminated, Jesse's outgoing personality turned inward. The Logans blame a circle of five friends from three other high schools for forwarding the photo. According to Cynthia Logan, Jesse took the photo and They're sent nasty it. little creatures, those high schoolers. No doubt about it. Especially the high school girls, right? They're, uh, look at acting, they act like they're friends to one another's faces, and then yeah. they stab each other in the back. Isn't yeah, that how high it works? school's just a bad time. But, you know, I mean, um, th- there's a way to, to, to break that cycle if your kid's in it, and that is to change schools, uh, you know, try homeschooling. Different things like that. I, you know, the, I'm sorry, but a 16-year-old really can homeschool themselves, pretty much. I don't even know that they necessarily need a parent at home. So, uh, you know, it's, it, there's things to be done there. Toll-free number 800-259-9231. So the, the article goes on to talk about how she got called a bunch of names, and she'd go on MySpace, and she'd get messages from people calling her names. She was turning within herself and uh, just becoming more and more distant. Superintendent said she couldn't discuss the specifics of the t- of the situation. She says it's a form of bullying and it's something we cannot tolerate. The difficulty is stopping it. That's why we stress with our kids that the moment you push send, the damage is done. Educators and parents must be involved, said uh, one of the bureaucrats in talking to teens about making good choices, positive self-imaging, and avoiding risky behaviors. School resource officer said he confronted some of the girls, even though they attended another school, and he asked them to delete the photo from their phones. Could she have pressed charges? No, because she's 18, said the school resource officer, adding that there were some areas that could have been explored. The investigation stopped at her wish because she basically didn't want this to go any further. You respect the wishes of an 18-year-old. In the eyes of the law, she can make her own decision. So apparently she wasn't interested in charging these kids for uh, distributing this photo. I'm not sure what they'd be charged with. I guess if they were, I don't know, what would, they, what would you charge them with? I don't know. More on the way, you can bring up whatever you want. What do these parents want, though? It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up anything, dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark, you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, including live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show there, uh, which is free, a dial-up version and a webcam. We give it all away at freetalklive.com. You can go right to the streams by going to listen.freetalklive.com. What if you found out that the best liberty activists from around the world were moving to the same place in order to achieve liberty in their lifetimes? Would you want to join them? It's happening, and you can be a part of it. Join the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. We go to your phone calls. Hannah is in New York. Hannah, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Hi. um, I just want to say this is my first time calling in, so bear with me. (laughs) Welcome. 
Thank you. Um, I was just thinking, like, the case with this teenage girl hanging herself got me thinking, like, about how parents and just people in general, when when kids do bad things, they just tend to make blanket assumptions and try to judge these actions instead of thinking, like, okay, why did this child do this? And what can I do to help this child? And I'm thinking, like, in particular, like, in in the Michael Moore movie, Bowling for Columbine, um, which was pretty much a stupid movie, but when he was, like, going around interviewing different people, like, most of what they were saying was just, like, they were trying to, like, justify, not justify, but they were trying to, like, rationalize what these kids were doing and, and make assumptions. And the the only intelligent part of the movie was when he interviewed Marilyn Manson, and what he said was, you know, if I had a chance to sit down with these kids, I would let them talk to me. I would ask them why. Yeah. And I think that's something that, like, a lot of parents and teachers forget. Right. A lot of people um, who, you know, saw the, the Columbine incident, they came up, you know, their conclusion was that, you know, Marilyn Manson was the res- you know, was the reason that these kids killed people, or uh, you know, bullying or whatever. And as though you're going to stop bullying among kids, I, I personally, what I get out of it is public school. These large public school institutions are what kill these kids because mm-hmm. human humans aren't meant to be in those kind of huge environments and in, in those conditions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm also thinking of that the case where that eight year old or six year old boy shot his father and his father's friend or something and it's just like these people that want want to give him the death penalty this little child it's like if they're if they're really interested in like in like helping you know little children then they would just ask they would like sit down with him and ask him why did you do this like what were you feeling yeah i can't imagine what you're supposed to do with an eight-year-old child that kills two two adults i i i don't know uh, yeah, I can well, tell you that putting him to death is probably not going to um, be the right solution. I don't believe in the death penalty anyway. Yeah. So. But, I mean, like, imagine the amount of abuse he must have, have had to go through. I don't know. Feel like... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, maybe there's a kid out there well, because that he was just being got abused. Mad. He was well, being abused at the time. He got, this is the guy with a shot, the, the 88-year-old with a shotgun, right, or 6-year-old or whatever it was. Right, yeah. Right, so he was being was tormented. Was the trailer park um, The trailer incident? park situation. He was being tormented at the time he yeah. did that. Hannah, any other thoughts for us tonight? Uh, no, that's it. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We'll talk again to Michael in Delaware. Lost his call before you're back. Michael, you were telling us you're getting a tattoo across your chest. Uh, so you, or you already got the tattoo. Yeah. Yes, I already got it, actually. So is it? Um, uh, do you have quite a chest, then? Um, no, actually, I'm a pretty small frame built okay. guy. I'm... Start working out. Um, five, four. You need to start working out so the people want, want to look at that chest and that tattoo. <laughs> so, was that all you wanted to share with us tonight, Michael? Don't so you got listen a to him. Some of us like guys with little chests. Yeah, um, actually, the tattoo was done by um, one of the um, female Shriners. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Leah. What? Really? By, um, Leah. Oh wow, very cool. How did you end up setting that up? You guys live close to one another or something? Um. Yeah, um, yeah um, they, um, Leah lives over in New Jersey. So. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, cool. Hey, we're making new connections here. Free Talk Live listeners getting together, sharing products and services with one another, and doing business. So I think that's that's great news. Anything else on your mind tonight, Michael? Yeah, I actually had a question about Pork Fest this year. 
The Porcupine Freedom Festival happens in the summertime. It's a free state project created event. Gives people an excuse to come up here to New Hampshire and experience what it's like to be around hundreds of other like-minded people all hanging out in a kind of a campground-style atmosphere. Yeah, it's fun. So what is your question? Um, well, um, last year was a week or about a week long, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, this year it's only, what, about three days? That's the official uh, program, um, as I understand it. Basically, last all of the previ- uh, previous years, most of the Pork Fest action happens on the last three days. It happens on the weekend, essentially, and people tend to arrive at the campground as early as Monday. Some even earlier than that. Right. But it sort of ramps up. Pork Fest starts on Monday and it ramps up. But and this year, if the official Pork Fest is not starting on Monday, so it's not going to stop. These are free staters. These right. people are self-organizing. These are these are libertarians, I should say. Um, but you know, being free staters, that means they're they're dynamic. They are self-organizing, and there's going to be all kinds of things to do. Likely, there'll be uh, there'll certainly be shooting events. There'll certainly be hiking events and uh, tours around the state. Things could like very that. well be. I, I think it's uh, it, it, it amuses the crap out of me that they have the uh, the lake sun uh, the lake sun of uh, scuba diving i just really that it's funny to me so i think that that's the fact that the official free state project people have cut the length of time down officially doesn't really mean much as far as people getting there early if that's what you were concerned with oh uh, yes cause, um, last year me and a couple friends went up for three days and we we actually wanted to try to make the whole week this year so well, i was you just trying to figure out if there was more stuff going on I would head. You should make the stuff. I would head. Yeah, exactly. I would head over to uh, freestateproject.org. There's a whole forum there, I think, based or, or dedicated to the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and that's where, like Mark suggested, you could get out there and throw out the ideas for what you want to do. I mean, a lot of people just get get to the campground and hang out and lounge for a week. Yep. So I mean, well, that's and that's mostly what people want to do, and they want right. to you know hang out with other people like that. So that's what's going to be going on. I'm anyway. sure it will. Yeah. I don't know when. Uh, I don't know when Jason Osborne's going to be there with the the fun tent this year, uh, but that has not yet been officially. Announced announced but i believe it is uh plans are in the making i hope so i missed jason at the liberty forum jason is a, a dynamic dynamic self-organizer himself thank you michael for the call we'll be telling you more about the porcupine freedom festival as time goes on here and of course inviting you to join us because we're going to be there uh, broadcasting live i mean it's going to be at a, a different campground one that we've never been to mark it's it's going to be at a campground that it used to be held at this and now roberts rogers, rogers campground now it will be uh, held there again and uh so it's a little bit further north, but as long as they've got a phone line, Free Talk Live can do a live program. So we'll be out there enjoying ourselves and hopefully meeting you as well. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Dan in New Hampshire. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, Ian, Mark, and Julia. Hello. Hey, Dan. Uh, what's on your mind tonight? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I um, Just a few things. I, You know, I think that the present model of sending your child off at five years old to uh throw them into the shark pond, uh, you know, in order to socialize them is kind of a wrong-headed idea. Yeah. You, you learn socialization from adults, not from other children that don't know it. Uh, you know, and so I, my, my, I've switched, you know, not that I ever really subscribed to the previous model, but my model for proper uh, child-rearing is, is homeschooling. Uh, it seems so to be the I, best you know, option. I, you know, I think so. And, I, you know, with the Internet that's available and, you know, I, the, the younger they are, the, you know, the more attention you need to give to them. Yeah, the government and, schools uh, certainly and, cannot and, claim a monopoly over information these days. Well, there you go. And, and, and the other, you know, so if you're, if you're doing that, if you're concentrating on your child as much as you would need to if you were homeschooling, 
say, you know, I doubt that unless you were already screwed up, which is quite the possibility as as, as parents go out there. Uh, but you know, hopefully not. And uh, if 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 you're healthy, you're going to create a healthy self-esteem. And 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 children like Jesse just wouldn't occur. I mean, Jesse uh, must have been dependent on her uh, her validation from from a bunch of other kids in order you know in order for that to have occurred to her with regards to you know just a bunch of stuff on the web and, yeah well as julia said know, this was probably just whatever this was probably just the you know the tip of the iceberg there were probably a whole lot of problems with this girl one thing that I right. notice whenever parents talk about their kids having problems they really like they always say the same thing which is she was so happy, and she had so many friends, and she was bubbly and energetic. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of parents don't realize that kids sort of put on a front a lot of the times for their parents. And just because you think that your kid was popular and bubbly and energetic, I mean, you don't really know what's going on there if you don't have effective lines of communication. And I think a lot of parent and child relationships don't have effective lines of communication. And I think popularity, um, this this whole term popularity, uh, that seems to be very important to uh, kids in their you know, late teens and early twenties, is just it's the it's this phantom that people chase after. It's a perfect extension of, of being thrown into the shark pond. Yeah, it's it's the kid that came out on top. I have one other little thing to, to bring up. Bring it back. Hang on, Dan. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We'll get to Dan's little thing here in a moment. Hour three is coming up. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. <laughs> Government officials like to think they know better than the rest of us. They tell us what we can buy and when we can buy it. Everything from guns and booze to cold medicine and cigarettes. Now they've gone even farther. Cities across the country are now trying to tax and ban bottled water. That's right. Simple, no alcohol, no caffeine, no calorie bottled water. They say it's wasteful and buying it is, quote, stupid. But who are they to decide? If politicians decide you shouldn't even be able to buy bottled water, what's next? Visit us at enjoybottledwater.org and sign the petition to keep the nanny state out of our water bottles. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching an hour three of the program. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site we give away. So enjoy those. Again, freetalklive.com. As we continue here with your phone calls, we'll start things out with Dan in New Hampshire. Dan, who had uh, something else he wanted to talk about here, so I'll hold you through. What's on your mind, Dan? Well, I, the whole business of a sex offender registry is bizarre to me. I, I just uh, have, uh, you know, I, in my mind, there's no way that that's really going to help us in the long run. Yet, I mean, if they were really going to help us, I mean, if that was going to be some, some benefit, you would only want people on there that, that were any we're near likely to reoffend. Yep, not, but they put everybody on, even the not, people that not, have, that have not, exposed themselves. Right, <laughs> not, not, yeah, people would take a leak and then somebody happens to see their dinghy or, you know, <laughs> who, 
you know, who knows what else, but, uh, you know, or, or some 17-year-old, 14-year-old, 15-year-old girl, you know, sends her uh, picture out, uh, you know, with her cell phone. Like, this, this is just bizarre, and it, and it just continues to perfectly show us that, that government can't, you know, just can't handle this crap, and, and why people keep giving it over to them i i just don't know well but, they're but calling they are, for more dan they want not, not only do they want to just give it over they want them to take just rest control like take more of our freedoms we need more control we need uh, stricter punishments well the uh the government indoctrination centers are doing a great job i guess huh? that's true and uh so the other thing is i mean, so 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 here they are they're going to completely dilute this sex offender thing so nobody's going to be able to take it seriously anywhere down the road you know that has you know half mm. of a brain <laughs> it's uh, it's just bizarre to me well the they... people that'll be taking it seriously are the people who are are uh, are forced to be on it i think they'll be taking well, it seriously I, because know, they're going to have to even though other people might not take it seriously it won't stop the government from continuing to put people on the list and demanding that they in in some cases give over their passwords uh register where they are at all times have restrictions yeah. where they can be on halloween you could just go down the laundry list of restrictions that are placed on the freedom of these people's lives and that's not going to stop, and they should take that very seriously. Dan, thanks for the comments tonight and the thoughts. Good hearing from you at 800-259-9231 to the amp line unscreened call. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello? Officer Liberty, good Officer. evening, gentlemen and lady. Hey, Officer Liberty in Minnesota, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, I wanted to chat with you guys about the privatization of police departments. Now, Ian, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, are you in favor of that or not? I'm in favor of, I, I just don't like the term privatization because when you use the term privatization, it suggests that the government is going to grant one of their buddies in industry, you know, essentially a government uh, monopoly over that particular product or service. So I personally wouldn't affiliate myself with that term. I do like the idea of marketize or volunteerize or consensualize the uh, the police department. Like, I don't have a problem with the idea of, of, of taking real criminals who are doing real violence and harm to other people and, and their property off the streets and, and having them pay restitution to their victims, and I wouldn't mind voluntarily contributing to a department that did something like that, but as long as the department is out there arresting kids for, well, I don't know, taking nude photos of themselves and for smoking a joint, uh, then no, I, I couldn't, I can't possibly want to support an organization like that. So give me an organization that's worthy of support, and I'll be happy to support it, and also allow me to choose an alternate organization, which is, again, bringing the marketplace to bear, whereas the term privatization just suggests that there will still be a monopoly provider, just that it'll be privately run instead of government run. So I'd like the opportunity to have choices in the marketplace of protection services and not be forced to pay for one provider. Kind of what I was getting towards is, like, they have private security firms like Avalon, uh, American Security Company, things like that. Sure, That's what I'm getting at right. is um, having just a ba- basically a civilian-owned and operated police department that you could pay for or not at your will and have their services. Sounds like a great step in the right direction. I'm all in favor of it. Um, well, well, first I'd like uh, uh, the other two's opinion as well. Well, I I take a much much more. Thank you very much. I uh, I take a much more uh, incremental approach than approach than my partner does, and I I think that uh, 
if if we're ever going to get to the world that Ian's talking about, we're not going to get there in the next two decades. So um, I, I, I'm not of the opinion that people should be talk about talk even talk about it. I think the police departments would be significantly better if we were to uh, oh I don't know reinstate the Fourth Amendment and uh, get rid of You're the drug not, war. Yeah, but th- that's not the answer to his question. He wants to know how you feel about privatizing police. Are you do you like the idea? I'm willing to look at it in some other community. <laughs> Julia, yeah, I'm I'm with Ian. I pretty much have the same views uh, about um, private isn't really the right word, but privatize or marketize. Yeah, police consensualize. Yes, because just taking the one step of ending confiscatory uh, taxation and funding just the government police department on a voluntary basis, that would be enough to really satisfy. I mean, I'd be really satisfied with that because then we wouldn't have to fund them for the the awful things that they do. They wouldn't be able to get away with uh, many of the terrible things they uh, that they get away with if people were to just simply able to say, "Oh, you guys are enforcing the stop sign rules." Now that's okay. I don't need to be giving you guys any money because you're awful. Uh, no, you're cracking down on kids that have uh, been drinking at age 20 or 18. Uh, please stop because I don't want to give you my my money. And if people were able to actually just withhold money from the state it would it would change the way the state police behave i think that would be one step that we could take in the right direction it would be a major step and it doesn't require all the other stuff of opening up the market to competition which i think would be the inevitable next step here's the the problem i think that arises from that though and as uh as you guys are well aware i'm pretty much with you on most of your views um i think the war on drugs is bs and needs to end tomorrow uh, the drinking age should either be lowered or abolished. Uh, I'm with you guys on all of that. And uh, this would be something I would be with you on, but here's the problem I think that arises, okay. is that if you stop paying your dues, would you then not receive police services? And if that is true, I see the problem arising like a hospital can't deny anyone care. I just see too many problems arising if... Grandma trips and falls down you're, the stairs. You're not a hospital. As a, as um, a government police officer, you are not a hospital, and you have no obligation to provide anybody with anything. Right now, when everyone is forced to pay for the government police service, you have no obligation to provide anyone with any police services. So right now, there's no obligation for you to do anything to help anyone. In the absence of those people paying, certainly you would still have no obligation to help them. Okay, well, I... That that may be your view, but I don't think that no, that's that would the Supreme fly Court's for very view. long. I see something happening that, you know, like a good Samaritan law, like you have to act, something like that. The Supreme, no, no, so, it's not my view. It's your Supreme Court's view, the, the court that, you know, the, the controls the entire country and dis- determines what is and what is not legal at the highest levels. The organization, it's part of the organization you belong to. They've ruled over and over again that the police have no obligation to provide anyone with any of the most, even the most basic rudimentary protection services. It's the fact. I mean, I don't know if they teach you that in a cop shop, but that's true. And I've seen the cases. Oh, I think that needs to be repealed, but... Um, you believe then, the police should have an obligation to provide those services? Absolutely. I I believe that's what the department is for. If someone needs help, that's the job I signed up for. I know and, that's what um, you signed up for. I know. And there are a lot of other cops that signed up for that, too. They want to help people. They want to do the right thing. They want to catch the bad guy. I know all of this. But the truth is, if you don't catch the bad guy and you don't do the right thing and you do something wrong or you just ignore people or whatever it is, uh, the, however the bad service is that we're talking about from the police, they have 
no liability for it, and the, the court cases have gone over and over again. And so I know you're saying that should change, but I'm telling you, it's not going to change. These cops like being insulated from any uh, responsibility. I, I don't mean you. I mean the ones that are uh, the, the administrative cops. They don't want to have their butts on the line. They don't want to have to actually uh, be responsible for going out and saving people's lives because then they'd be liable for it. And if they screwed up, as they've done so many times, they'd have to pay a, they'd have to pay a price for that. And they don't want to be they don't want to be in that position. And where they are right now is exactly where they want to be. Thanks, Officer Liberty. Always good hearing from you. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. There is no obligation to protect and serve. None whatsoever. And we've seen it backed up in so many places. They can't deny it. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, your show. You dial toll-free, bring up anything, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. Features are completely free, so enjoy those, including the bulletin board system. Got over 450,000 posts, lots to surf around through, from serious issues to fun stuff. You find it all free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Twelve one-week-long seminars at locations across the country. That's Chicago, Boston, Boston, Berkeley, Philadelphia, D.C., and more. Participation is free, and the Institute for Humane Studies provides housing and meals. The IHS offers seminars for people across the spectrum, from those simply curious about libertarian perspective to those extremely passionate about liberty. You can go to libertarianseminars.com. Dot com and register today. The deadline is March the 31st. This is uh, These are seminars for college-age individuals over the summer, and uh, you'll get lots of good networking out of it. LibertarianSeminars.com. All right, we continue with your phone calls about whatever you want. Drew is in Tennessee. Drew, you're on free time. Hey, there, guys. Hey, How what's on your mind? Doing great. Have you guys heard about uh, Ryan Motes, the uh, NFL player from Houston, Texas, not being able to see his uh, dying mother-in-law? Got, I've got the story right here. What's going on? What's it, What's all about? Oh, it's pretty crazy. Like, uh, he's going to see his dying mother while she was literally on her deathbed at the hospital. And, uh, in the process, he slowed down to red light or stopped for it and ran it eventually because it wasn't changing. Uh. And a cop followed him all the way to the hospital and then proceeded to hold him up for about 15 minutes, I believe it was, oh, wow. to, uh, go through questions and paperwork when all he needed to do was just, you know, walk with him inside the hospital. And his mother-in-law was actually dying at that moment, so was the 15 minutes enough for to allow her to die, or what happened with her? From what I read, it was not, and she was dead by the time they were done with everything. Wow. Well, you know, hey, the paperwork needs to be adhered to, the rules need to be followed, ignorance of the law is no excuse, blah, 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 blah. I don't think he did really even uh, did any paperwork. I think he just hassled the guy for 15 minutes. Isn't that right? Yeah, that's what he was doing the whole time, and he played the, the game that they tend to play in the power role where they say, hey, uh, you know, if, if you don't go easy, I'm going to make this a bad night for you. That's what they do. I mean, they've got a, they've got all the power they need, and as we pointed out with Officer Liberty a moment ago, no accountability whatsoever. So they can do what they want, and if you don't like it, screw you. You have to pay next year anyway. It's really a miserable system, because if you're going to have a, a set of defined laws, if you're going to have a police force, they need to be defined. You can't just have random judgment given to somebody that they can take advantage of. The cops don't even know the laws. I mean, they, all, exactly. they admit to not knowing the laws, and how could how they? How could they? Yeah, it, it's really a ridiculous system. No doubt about it, Drew. Any other thoughts? 
Hey, that's all I had to Thanks say. Thanks for the call. Good hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Dennis in New Hampshire on the amp line. Greetings, folks. Hey, it's Greetings. Dennis from the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. Yes, sir. So I wanted to talk about recording cops. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> I know you guys have been talking about... <laughs> that's hilarious. No, uh, you had this kind of evil laugh after you... <laughs> and it was funny. <laughs> uh, so you guys have been talking about the issue of uh, police officers and how they don't sometimes like to be recorded and they don't like to be recorded, so they pick people up and charge them with a felony and take them down to the police officer office down there. Luckily, it hasn't really happened too often around here in Keene, New Hampshire, but things like that have been known to occur in New Hampshire. And, they and cert- elsewhere around the world, I mean. Yeah, you know, oh, certainly around the world around and around the United the country. States, it's a terrorist act to, uh, to, to photograph a cop. They've sometimes. arrested news media. Actually, I guess they did do that here in New Hampshire. There was the, the court bailiffs that arrested Dave Ridley, uh, here in Keene, actually. They arrested uh, Ridley from the Ridley Report at RidleyReport.com for recording in the lobby of the courthouse here. So I guess technically, are the bailiffs considered the police? Oh, yeah, you bet. Okay. So we did have a pretty good victory on that score just yesterday. Um, <clears throat> so there, there was a bill that was put in by one of the free staters in the legislature that, would, that mm. said that a citizen has the right to record an on-duty police officer, provided that he notifies the officer that he's being recorded. That's simple. Boom, boom. Right? Great. You'd think that would be easy. You'd think. So, of course, that went to the uh, committee, uh, the Criminal Justice and Public Safety Committee, which is the committee that if you're a cop or a former cop, they put you on that committee. Great. So, big surprise, the committee full of cops said, you know what, this is not a good idea. (laughs) We could have people photographing cops doing bad things, and uh, we don't need that. We've got to protect our brothers. You know, they they could be, this is their favorite. Uh, This is the one that they, they could be going undercover, or uh, they could be undercover, they could be going undercover sometime in the future, so therefore, we can't have their picture out there, otherwise, the criminals that they'll be dealing with when they're undercover will recognize them and (laughs) kill them. You are putting oh, these people's lame, families lame at risk. Excuse. This was an actual lame excuse that the cops there uh, surrendered up. They said, well, if, if the cop stops you uh, in your car and you go and you reach for your tape recorder and the cop doesn't know what you're doing, someone could get shot. Might think you're reaching for a gun. They might. And you don't want that. Cops are on edge, man. They uh, they believe that everyone they're dealing with is a potentially a violent criminal, and there certainly have been. I think that's a real possibility that the cop could very well shoot someone who is reaching for a camcorder. Oh yeah, you, you definitely want to be real careful. Let them see your hands at all times. Anytime, yeah. Anytime you're dealing with an, Dennis, anytime you're dealing with a an armed man on a power trip, you want to be very careful with what you're reaching for. And it doesn't matter whether it's your billfold with your uh, your driver's license in it or whatever. Preferably, you should have your camera out by the time the cop arrives at your window. I mean, you do have a window of time between when you get pulled over and when that cop actually approaches the window. You should, if you're going to record that stop or that scene, you should have your camera out by that. That time, in my opinion. That's right. So this this bill that came out of the uh, the committee of cops that said this is not a good idea did go to the full legislature. Mm-hmm. It got voted on, as every bill does in New Hampshire, by the full legislature, and they managed to dismiss. Doesn't doesn't happen too often. They overturned the committee's recommendation, and it passed the House of Representatives, Great. which I think is so cool. I mean, I agree. That's this, good this news. Is pork, you know, this is legislation sponsored by a free stater. 
Now, yep. does this really and change forward, anything, Dennis? It, it just seems to be more of a clarification because yes. there are some people who would say, and I'd be one of them, that you could record the cops before anyway as long as you notified them they were being recorded. Do the cops think that? I guess it depends on which cop you ask. Obviously, right. the guy that arrested exactly. Cooper Travis, uh, one of the activists up here, did not think that. But at the same time, they actually didn't charge him with anything. So who knows? Yeah, but the fact is that they were using this law, and they're still using this law, as, um, as muscle, you know, as a club to beat Flip over the head, as an intimidation tactic. And it's, it's not a law yet. It still has to go before the Senate, and then the governor has to okay it. So there's still a slog involved. Yeah, it's going to be tough to get that past the governor because he's part of the police. I mean, he's the executive branch, so essentially they work for him. Uh, He's going to be pressured pretty heavy. Now in New Hampshire, I I like to say that he's like the guys that win in the reality shows. What he does is he smiles a lot and he's quiet, and his whole tactic is he tries not to piss people off. That's yeah, okay. I saw him actually getting photographed with the medical marijuana people the other day. I don't know if that was you that posted that, Dennis, but uh, the governor in New Hampshire, who has voted down uh, or who has promised to vote down marijuana decrim in the past, is now buddying up with the medical marijuana advocates out there. So it's looking pretty positive, like he might actually sign this medical marijuana provision that passed a few days ago. Dennis, I I actually had a question for you, so I'm going to bring you back here if you've got time, do you? Hang on, 800-259-9231. The Free Staters, of course, are moving into New Hampshire every month. There are new people moving in here, if not every single week, especially during the springtime. Uh, But they're moving in, they're getting active, and uh, obviously Dennis is kind of clued in and connected to the political scene. There's a really interesting idea that I want to run by him that some of them are talking about for the upcoming election. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything if you dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Got a lot of features. We give them all away, including archives going back for an entire year Enjoy them free at freetalklive.com. And the world's largest machine gun shoot and military gun show is April 3rd, 4th, and 5th at Knob Creek Gun Range. It's fun for the whole family with machine guns and flamethrowers for rent, helicopter rides, and 800 tables showcasing handguns, rifles, shotguns, and more. Opens at 9 a.m., $10 per person. KnobCreekRange.com. That's KnobCreekRange.com. As uh, we continue here, going back to Dennis, he is one of the folks involved with the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance here in New Hampshire. And, of course, we talk a lot about the Free State Project on this show, inviting people to join us uh, in New Hampshire in order to get active for liberty in our lifetimes. If you love freedom, this is the place to be. And the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance is a really great example of an organization that essentially owes itself to the Free Staters and the influx of uh, liberty-loving individuals that have moved to New Hampshire and gotten active. Uh, The New Hampshire Liberty Alliance certainly would not exist were it not for the tremendous activists that have been moving into the state. And you guys are doing some work, Dennis, that is really just absolutely unheard of on the political scene. You literally have hundreds of volunteers 
vetting every single piece of legislation that comes up to uh, comes up to a vote. You vet the legislation and and you look at it and you say, okay, well, what's the pro- proper pro liberty vote on this? And you come out with a recommendation on a lot of these. You then print that out and you put it in front of the uh, the so called representatives. You put out what you call the gold standard, which is a gold colored sheet of paper that has voting recommendations on it. You hand out, hand it out to these guys. So essentially, you give them a little a liberty guide with which to operate by should they find that of use and and they should because the liberty activists are people they want on their campaigns the next time they get elected because you don't want to have the, the free staters working against your re-election uh dennis have i said anything incorrectly no and if, if there's one thing i would say that's really sets uh, new hampshire apart it's that not only is all that happening but you have new hampshire liberty alliance members in the state legislature. Yeah, that's so true. We're so not you're not just, just saying, please vote this way. We're saying, you know, I mean, hey, we're, we're in. Yeah, as you said, there, there was somebody who had introduced a, a piece of legislation recently. Now, in New Hampshire, in order to run for the state house, this is one of the reasons, one of the reasons why New Hampshire was chosen as part of the, uh, for the free state project as the destination state was because the political system is so much more accessible here than it is in other places. For instance, running a New Hampshire State House campaign can cost as little as $500. It's uh, very small districts. There are over 400 members of the New Hampshire State House. So that divvies up to over 1.4 million population. That divvies up to a relatively small amount of people that need to be campaigned to in order to win these elections. And so the political scene here is much more pliable, much more workable than it is anywhere else. And I'm somebody who doesn't think the politics is real, you know, the, the best route to success for liberty. But I think that at least here in New Hampshire, the political scene is actually an option. I think it's something that is should still be on the table for activists. And you guys are doing a great job with it over at NH, nhliberty.org. Now, my question for you, Dennis, I wanted to run an idea by you. I don't know if you've heard this one yet, but some of the activists here in the Keene area, which sort of has a reputation for being apolitical, and I think that's starting to, to change a bit as many of the uh, the voluntarists decide to throw their hat uh, into the ring or possibly throw some uh, wrenches into the gears of the state here. What has been proposed is that in the 2010 election season, that basically what happens over in, in Keene, New Hampshire, every election season for the state house is the same seven people run for uh, the seats, and they all get elected because seven people have to get elected, and so they are the ones that run, and they get in, and nobody even has to really run a campaign. So the idea was, and I believe it was actually suggested by the president of the Free State Project himself, Varen Swearingen, who happens to live in Keene, the suggestion was that everybody throw their hat into the ring in the Democrat race because Democrats always win in Keene. And so everybody, all these free staters that are here and that have been here for at least two years would throw their hat into the ring for these uh, for the these upcoming positions for this New Hampshire State House. And therefore, on the primary ballot for the Democrats, for the first time in a long time, there is actually going to be competition. And if we throw enough names into the race, there's a good chance that people not knowing who to vote for, right, how many people go and vote – and actually know who's running for for state representative. Very, I think there's a decent amount of people that just don't know. And yeah, they just, just vote either D's or R's. Right, they'll pick a name because they like the name. So we could get all these people to th- throw their hat into the ring and get them on the ballot potentially. And uh, I think it, I don't know if it's this way for the state, where if you register first, you get on the list first. It uh, may yeah, be so. that way. So we could have them all show up early 
bright and early on the morning that the, they're supposed to throw uh, to to submit their re- registration for the for the election and essentially stack the ballot with like seven or eight names that are basically liberty lovers um, running as Democrats. And even if the the actual uh, status Democrats want to win, they'll have to campaign. They'll have to spend money to differentiate themselves. They'll have to actually get out there, spend time and effort and money on actually winning these offices, which they haven't had to do in the past. So worst case, the Democrats have to spend money to win in Keene. Best case, some free staters and liberty lovers get actually elected to state house. And even if they don't go, even if they're total voluntarists and they can't actually, you know, they can't even bring themselves to go to the state house, just staying home would be a, a positive move for liberty in the in New Hampshire because the, the, the so-called reps in the Keene area are all like Fs or constitutional threats. You guys at the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance actually rate these guys on a yearly basis based on how they vote. The, the, the so-called reps here in Keene are just the worst of the worst. So having the reps not even show would be better than having the bad guys actually show up and vote negatively, don't you think? Let me put it this way. I will help this effort any way I can. This is beautiful. <laughs> and I tell you what, this is going to have an effect, a real effect. Um, as far as the ballot goes, my understanding is it's some weird system based on last names, K through Z, or, or something kind of randomized. So don't worry about that. Hmm. Um, don't just throw a name on there. What I would recommend to these people is run, run hard. Oh, I believe that's real. going to happen. I, th- I think uh, Andrew Carroll, who has kind of made a name for himself uh, as being the marijuana disobe- the marijuana disobedience activist uh, in New Hampshire, is uh, tossing around the idea of running a serious campaign. So I think you're going to have probably that going on, and then you probably will also have paper candidates as well, just to just to flush out the the list of choices. Even paper candidates are great. Get your guys out there. Get your names out there. Be writing the letters to the editor. Be knocking on the doors. Be going to the candidates' nights and debating the issues as principled as you can. And I would say, as I like to call myself an anarcho-capitalist because I'm an anarchist and a capitalist, there's nothing wrong with going to the state house and pulling a, pulling a Ron Paul and voting no on everything. You bet. You voice an opinion. You don't just not show up. Stand there and actively oppose every single act that the state would do. You do it. Get up on the floor of the House and make that voluntarist speech and tell it to the 400, well, the other 399 people who are going to be making those decisions. You have the floor, baby. Do it. Very good, Dennis. I just uh, figured I'd run that by you, see if you had any objections, because you're kind of the guy that's... uh, Objections? Are you kidding me? Sign me up. I will be donating money. (laughs) If I can get out of the House, I will be donating time. All right, great, Dennis. Good to know, and keep up the great work out there, nhliberty.org. So this ties ties into something I was talking about last night, about how when you have the actual activist count, when you have a decent amount of people doing activism, all kinds of opportunities open up that have never been present before for this liberty movement. I mean, if where you are at right now, if you're not in New Hampshire, if where you are, you barely know a handful of other liberty-minded people, and a fraction of that handful is actually willing to do anything about it beyond have like a weekly meeting at Bennigan's, sit around and talk about the issues. If you've actually got somebody that's, that's willing to do something, it's, very, very sm- it's a very small amount of people. Here in New Hampshire... People are looking for things to do. There's so much to do. There are always new things being created. And that's because the amount of people is so large here in comparison to elsewhere. The amount of activists here is very large in comparison to activism elsewhere. And there are more coming. So this is another example of the opportunities and the ideas that get generated Because activists are hanging around and socializing with other activists and they're building off of one another's ideas, they're brainstorming together, and 
this would not have been possible in Sarasota, Florida, where we come from, Mark. There's there's no way. I mean, there's there's no to me. There was no point in being involved in uh, local government in, in, in you know Sarasota, Florida. And if there was, the the state government was so oppressive that with you know, what was the point in being involved locally? All you could do is be more oppressive. Ugh. Toll free eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. Only moments remain. Just enough time. To slip your call in. We'll talk to you about whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Just enough time for your call if you make it now. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Ian, here with you. And Julia. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. If you like the show, you can support us by becoming an amplifier. For as little as 3 bucks a month, we take that money and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations across the country, bringing more Internet listeners on board, and helping expose new people to the ideas of freedom. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. If you want to join that program, you get access to perks like the amp-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All the details are at amp.freetalklive.com. As we go to Bill in Georgia, your phone calls are what the show's Hello, about. Hello, sir. So hey. good it's good to hear your voices. Sonny I'd like to mention that uh, Benjamin Franklin said the greatest danger to this country were the bankers. He said, uh, slow down uh, a little bit. The greatest what? I, sorry, go ahead. Uh, Benjamin Franklin in his, uh, his talks to the Continental Congress stated that the banking industries were the biggest danger to this country. You know, and he mentioned that in 200 years, if there weren't curtailed, the banking industry taking over America. We would lose the country. I think that was a uh, Thomas Jefferson quote, but maybe they both said something similar. Likely they all, you know, most of the founding fathers said something like this. I agree with him. Yes. Another thing, too, is we're in this country right now, we're under something called strategic analysis. That means there's no gut feelings, no no emotions. Uh, we're not under a country under God. I'm sure all of you, I know I do, believe in God. No gut possibly. feelings, no emotions. I don't understand no. what you're getting at. Okay, well, well, strategic analysis dictates uh, issues involving the security of the country that a band of scholars go behind closed doors and discuss what's good for us and what's bad for us. And if they decide that we shouldn't be told something, it's called strategic analysis. Um, this is very real. And to go just one brief more point, uh, there's a professor... I'm sorry, it can, be div- it can be very difficult to understand what you're saying. It's, yeah. it's, all, it's as though the words you're speaking are running together. So yeah, you're sorry, saying that... Term, but uh, there is a Brookings Institute in Washington, D.C. It's a, it's a think tank that advises the presidents and uh, our, our military forces. And I would suggest to people check into that very carefully. All right, let me see if I understand what you're saying. Are you saying that government, in your opinion, should be run by emotion as opposed to logic? Uh, the government should be run by the people. The, 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 state, the, the basic of democracy is mulling, chewing over information. And whenever the basic people, what of democracy is what? Uh, democracy is, is taking issues and uh, chewing, so to speak, you know, talking over the issues, getting different ideas in different places. You know, the farmer, the, the baker, uh, the housewife, they all have input in the, in the situation. Yeah, and it really doesn't even matter what people think. Democracy, in my opinion, is a crappy deal. Uh, it's basically mob rule. It's two wolves and a sheep deciding on dinner. And I don't care if they decide based on their emotions, and I don't care if they uh, decide based on a logical analysis of uh, if that sheep is going to be tasty or not. Uh, the, rea- the, the truth is about democracy is that it's mob rule. Any way you slice okay. it, and okay, I oppose now, that, sir. Okay. Well, what, 
yes, I'm saying one more brief link, like I mentioned, that if we have free energy, you know, discovered in the next few years, it'd be a tremendous godsend for this country. And sure. One more. Uh, be great for the whole world, thing. actually. Yes. One more thing, like I mentioned to you, this will make people happy to hear this. That Rodell's book is called uh, uh, it's a, it's a uh, gardening book. Uh, they point a out that anybody can, can grow over 150 bushels of potatoes per acre. Uh, please check into that right now, too, if you would, if you get a chance, okay? Potatoes are easy to grow. There you go. Thanks for the call, 800-259-9231. That uh, was his most coherent call ever. My um, well, good, good. Uh, my my renter uh, that sort of lives at my house sometimes. <laughs> he, Your director uh, of security. Yeah, my director of security. He planted some things called uh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem artichokes or something like that. He called them uh, last year, and and they've uh, you know become ripe, I guess. And, mm-hmm. and he pulls one out of the ground every now and then. And darn, those things are tasty. And you don't do anything. You just stick them in the ground, and off Sweet. they go. So and you guys are doing the Not tomato exactly thing sweet. too. They're kind of starchy. You guys are doing the tomato growing in yep. the baskets or something like yeah, that. Yeah, if you're gonna grow anything, you, you know, grow some tomatoes at your house because the things that you get at the grocery store taste like crap. All right, we continue here with your calls and talk to Rich in North Carolina. Rich, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, gang. Hey. I'm still on a farm here in North Carolina, perhaps a different one from the last time I called, but I had an interesting experience in mid-February. Okay. Uh, on this particular farm, we've got various animals and vegetables. And uh, the pigs are what I would call free-range pigs. They've got uh, lots of space to wander about in. And one time I was out there fixing the, the fence, and I overheard one pig say to another, what do you mean we're not free? You know what it's like on other pig farms? <laughs> and, of course, the analogy was rather startling. I see Americans ra- waving their flags on the 4th of July and and t- talking about how free we are and, yeah. and uh, how we're over in other countries fighting for freedom. And as one person pointed out to me, freedom isn't relative. Either you are, you are free or you are a slave. And as soon as you start having to ask permission to exercise rights, you're a slave. I'd say you nailed it, or those pigs nailed it. Either way. Yes. Any yes. other thoughts, Rich? That's it for now. Thanks for, uh, thanks for the call, dude. Always appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Julia, tell me what's happening in California. Okay. Well, I found this story. It's not particularly interesting or long or anything. But no, I... it's not interesting, so I guess we shouldn't talk <sighs> about it. Okay, what is it? Because well, I thought it was interesting. It's interesting. I just mean like it's not particularly a humorous article or anything like that. It's short and brief to the point. But it just caught my eye because it's so ludicrous. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out if it's real or not. I think it is. Um, but anyway, the California legislature is considering regulating the color of cars. Um, yeah, because... I saw this article. It's hilarious. So it is real? Because I thought it might have been a joke. Come on, this is totally California. I mean, this is so... This is not a joke. This says California re- it all says, over it. To reduce ener- energy requirements to cool them. <laughs> this is a presentation... Um, energy that I pay for. Well, what I don't understand is people seem to have this idea that we're going to run out of energy. And isn't energy neither created nor destroyed? That's, Didn't we learn yeah, that in fourth thermodynamic grade law. science class? Well, they're, right. they're, convinced, uh, they're, they're convinced that the only energy that you can get is from, uh, from you know, fossil fuels and that we must be running out of fossil fuels because they're made out of dead dinosaurs. And so, therefore, we should conserve the fossil fuels so that our children have uh, you know, d- dead dinosaurs to burn. However... 
energy doesn't necessarily come from fossil fuels. And fossil fuels, it really hasn't been proven one way or the other whether or not they come from dead dinosaurs. So there you have two uh, you know, assumptions that are not they're just not solid. Are they just worried that eventually the energy will change form into a form that the marketplace can't figure out how to extract it from? I mean, come on. The, 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 what you were talking about earlier, Julia, is the first law of thermodynamics, which states that energy can be transformed, but it can be neither created nor destroyed. So, so yeah. we're not running out of energy. They say the problem isn't the color, but the reflectivity of the paint overall, and dark colors just don't reflect well, so they are out. Jet black remains an issue, says the report. <laughs> Anyone who has ever entered a very hot car knows that it can be cooled down immediately by driving a few feet with the windows open, effectively neutralizing any color-caused heat issues before engaging the air conditioning. But whatever, black is evil. Right. Now this is, well, also, California is a rather long state, so there are, uh, you know, there are hot portions and there and are cooler, cooler portions. Right. When I was in San Francisco, the advice was to dress in layers. So therefore, a really? black, yeah, the, wow. you know, and, and it was. There was times it was rather chilly. The uh, a black car could help heat the car and mm. uh, therefore keep you, you know, make you more comfortable when you got in. And it, this is nonsense. It's a few degrees, right? Right. Um, it's, it heats you when you uh, got in and, <laughs> and uh, it wouldn't require as much energy to heat the car up. That's not exactly true. He, Most he, heat comes from the engine. He but. ends the article with, uh, and you thought that black Toyota Prius made you such a good person. Think again, you tree-hating energy slob. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what's next before, I mean, uh, they're starting with black, but... Dark blue. Dark blue, they're going to go after that. Uh, Anything that's darkish, are they going to have a a scale? They're going to hold it up to every car that comes into the state to make sure that it's not not too dark of a car? What if you already have a black car? Do you get grandfathered in? Or do you have That's to get rid of your black car, I, yeah. or do you have to paint it? Are there going to be requirements? Right. This is crazy. Maybe they my can give you a welfare is, check. My understanding is, is that no cars after 2012, if this passes, and I don't think it's entirely ready to go, um, no, no cars after 2012 could be painted black. Now, if the world is uh, really being destroyed by black mankind, uh, is this it, is really going to stop it? Is it in 2012 it? that that's going to happen, though? Uh, oh, the, the world being destroyed? Yeah. yeah possibly. It's, well, that's, that's one of the most recent predictions, right? right? Right. I mean, so why are they even bothering this, this stupid legislation? They're just trying, Mark. They're trying to do something. I mean, if you think the world is on uh, a path to destruction, do you really believe that preventing people from buying black cars that's is gonna going to be the to changing factor? Yeah. Man, we were almost at our end until we stopped making those black cars. And then <laughs> right. after that. I want to know who did the study, right? <laughs> who did the study that said, well,. We could save X and uh, you know X number of million watts a year. Yes, I mean, wouldn't it be gallons of gas that you'd be saving, basically. I, I guess I because mean, that's, that's what you're burning to power the air conditioning. Right. Um. It, you know this that this is how much how many fewer gallons of gas we could conserve in the state of California if we just got rid of black cars and changed everybody. See, this is the, the thing is it's so silly. I guess you're assuming the black cars disappear if you're doing this study, but people who want black cars are likely to just buy a dark blue car. Yep. All right. Well, we're done. It's been Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. Back tomorrow night for the live Saturday edition of the program. We'll see you then and online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Do you ever have one of those days where everything goes right? 
first, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney, finalized a contract in London, and demoed our new product in Boston. Online, from my desk, with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone, and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam, too. Remember that code, 600, to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. W-E-B-E-X.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details.